You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Lockdown Browns brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. First and foremost, we appreciate everybody for making Lockdown Browns your first listen each and every day. Uh, it means the world to us uh, as far as the growth of the show. Uh, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. I am Jeff Lloyd, the host of Lockdown Browns at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Whatever podcast platform you use, Lockdown Browns, uh, make sure you're subscribed following five-star ratings written reviews ain't gonna lie uh for a monday episode a non-victory monday episode this is gonna be a tough one sports illustrated mr pete smith is a long for the ride today i don't know where to start pete uh started ugly a little bit of glimpse and maybe some hope that door got shut quickly and immediately, um, some more injuries on top of the injuries this team already has. One thing I do want to point out, uh, J.J. Watt, uh, shut up, dude. You're going against a fourth and fifth offensive tackle. So let's not celebrate like you're beating uh, you know, Anthony Munoz, for God's sakes, or Joe Thomas enough. Uh, but let's get into it. I mean, we'll kick it here first, the offensive side of the ball. Pete, first drive. Barely any attempts at running, and Arizona was crowding the box, so I can kind of understand that. Some things missed, some penalties. Just, I mean, it just felt like something that just never got going today. And then kind of when you got it going, it felt like maybe it was a little too late or it just certainly wasn't enough. Uh, yeah, I think the the game sort of had all the problems the Browns have been running into this season in a nutshell. Um, they, they're, they're missing guys. Obviously both tackles were out. Nick Chubb was out. Uh, Jarvis Landry's out at least till next week. Um, they lose both Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield, the shoulder injuries. They do come back. Kareem Hunt season is probably over. Um, and then you add in the fact. I don't think that's a, everybody wants to talk about a calf. That did not look like a calf injury, Pete. He didn't grab at a calf. Well, I, I think he did, but I still think it's probably going to end up being a an Achilles injury. Um, I, you know, hopefully not. Hopefully, you know, it's sort of like when uh, Levante David went down and everybody thought his season was over and ultimately he was okay. Um, but the Browns struggled on third and fourth down. Again, uh, the first drive, Baker Mayfield had Odell Beckham Jr. open and didn't pull the trigger had him open again on fourth down as well as somebody else didn't pull the trigger and they got sacked. Um, you know, I, I don't continue to believe that kicking field goals is not the answer in those things. They just have to execute better. And, and until they do that, they're going to keep running into these type of issues, but uh, they had three turnovers. Uh, Baker Mayfield fumbled twice. The first one was absolutely, well, the, both fumbles were really his fault, uh, but the first one was really bad. Um, because he, clock, clock. he did not, he, he just held on to the ball forever. And, you know, even, even knowing 
James Hudson's there with what was no help basically all game. Uh, it was mm-hmm. only a matter of time. And, you know, the interception, he made a good read. He just made it an awful throw. Uh, and yet, despite all those things, the Browns had a chance to come back and compete in the game, and they ultimately didn't. I mean, the Browns, you know, they, they, they get down uh, 20 to nothing after two touchdowns and then what would be three field goals in the first half by the, by the Cardinals, and then they are able to sort of get back into it and score touchdowns and make it 23-14, which was frankly miraculous given how bad the team performed in the first half. Unfortunately, that you know, despite getting sort of this, you know, potential boost that maybe was going to help them go out and play better in the second half, it simply didn't happen. Um, and those are the issues that they need to get sorted out. Baker Mayfield needs to be more consistent. Um, he can clearly make throws. Uh, he can clearly find open guys. Uh, and, and yet there's still, still something he needs to get addressed in terms of just pulling the trigger on some of these and then the internal clock and holding onto the ball too long. Um, I, you know, the interception is sort of one of those, yeah, awful throw, but it wasn't like he missed something. Um, it, it, you know, it still counts the same, but, you know, it wasn't a complete misread. He just made an awful throw. Um, so the Arizona Cardinals dominated the line of scrimmage for the most part which was not good. Um, no. That sort of pointed to the fact that the Browns obviously are missing both their tackles, but, you know, this is another game where I don't think Wyatt Teller played well. Um, nope. They had some some drops that they haven't been having. You know, David Njoku drops his first one. You had Austin Hooper make a drop. You had Odell Beckham drop another fourth down play. So, you know, just collectively it wasn't good. And there are some questions that, you know, bear asking in terms of Kevin Stefanski's strategy with not providing help for James Hudson off the edge uh, and, you know, the play calling that they made. It was weird that they suddenly got into a bunch of rollouts after Baker Mayfield went out with the shoulder injury, um, which worked. But again, they couldn't close the deal on those and the game got out of hand and ultimately they, they, they decided it was safer to pull Baker Mayfield out, which made sense given the circumstances, but just bad and and you know the fact that they play in four days just one underlines how, how bad of an idea thursday night football is in general but obviously puts the Browns at a significant disadvantage given the fact that they are so beaten up across the board uh i'm gonna go a couple ones here you know we don't have to go too deep on it but pete i'm gonna continue to go back to this look giving up points on fourth down look i understand it i get the rationale of it but there's got to be a momentum thing about it. It's got to be, we are rolling so well right now. I don't care. We're going to go for it. Doesn't really feel like it the last couple of weeks as far as that is concerned. And the other thing is, this is now four, four sacks on fourth down. This means if you're going for it on fourth down, this means I've got something that you're not ready for. And again, four sacks on fourth down when you are leaving three points on the board. Look, it's if this is the way it's going to be, and this team is not going to compete for this record that we all anticipated they, they, they are capable of, you can't be leaving points on the board, taking sacks in these instances and having, you know, look, and if Odell, now this is two weeks in a row, dropping fourth down passes. Look, you got to reconfigure this and say, look, is three, the safer insurance policy here? No, you don't. 
<laughs> not now, not ever. You just don't look. I understand why people are saying this, but like the Browns take three points and then they were would have been down twenty to three. And they get those two touchdowns and and yeah, I guess they're they're down. But they go to half and they're down twenty three to seventeen, not twenty three to fourteen. Yeah, and if they just if Baker Mayfield hits the open Odell Beckham and they get in the end zone, it's twenty three twenty one. Who's going to guarantee he's going to catch it? Are we get, we're guaranteed? I mean, I mean, look, you know where I'm going with this. It's such a yin and a yang thing here, and, and it's it's difficult with this because even when it's there, it doesn't work, and then or the play call isn't there. It's 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 frustrating, bro. It's frustrating. It is, but like that's the thing. Like <laughs> we have to recalibrate our disappointment and say the field goals are disappointing. You know, unless they're from a certain range, they don't really make much sense. And we, we saw this play out against the Chargers. Brandon Staley said, nah, we're not doing that. And they converted fourth downs, and that's what helped them win the game. I mean, we talk about, well, the Browns would have been down 23-17. Well, if, if the Chargers didn't go for those fourth downs, they lose. So, you know, it, it doesn't take much for the fourth downs to, to put you ahead of where the field goals would, which is part of the problem that people don't seem to understand. As frustrating and deflating as it is, to not get it, you know, that's not, you know, let's say the Browns took both field goals in this one. The Browns lose 37 to 20. You know, that's the difference between that and potentially 30, 37 to 28. Um, neither one wins, but ultimately it's the difference between potentially, uh, you know, a significant amount of points. All right. Yeah. So I'm sorry, it would have been 37-24 or 37-34 if they make the, those, those touchdowns. So that's, you know, that's a massive difference in that you're, you're, you're trading away potentially eight points. Now, when you get zero, obviously that's frustrating, but that is the way this league is going. And the teams that disappoint consistently are the teams that settle for those field goals. Mike McCarthy settles for those field goals. You know, super conservative coaches settle for those field Pete Carroll settles for those field goals. And their teams time and time underperform because they're unwilling to do make that move. Bruce Arians, you know, is a guy who only last year really started to sort of embrace going for it on fourth down. So, uh, you know, I understand why people question the process, but ultimately the, that's not the issue I have. It's the execution and they need to do better on that. And that starts in a lot of ways with the play calling and then Baker Mayfield, he has to execute in those situations. And re- lately he has not been though. I do not say, that that is now who he is. That's simply what he's doing right now. Okay, two other quick ones. Pete, where in the world was the tight end play today? David Ajuka had a monster week last week. Where? Where were the tight ends today? Like, like why? What is the rhyme or reason? I mean, they were barely even thrown to. Well, they, they, they went to Austin Hooper on the first drive. He dropped it. They came back to him later. I've had enough of 81, that's another story, but go ahead. Um, But yeah, I mean, look, I'm with you on Njoku. I mean, he dropped the one that was really frustrating as it was almost intercepted. But I do think he should be a featured part of the game plan. On the other hand, uh, we are sitting here and everybody's going, well, you have to get Odell Beckham so many targets. Blah, 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 blah. How does it work out? That's exactly what they did. And he got uh, eight targets. Not obviously, that's not a, a massive, massive amount, but uh, he had five catches for 79 yards. Donovan Peoples Jones targeted five times, caught four of those for 101 yards. Obviously, a 57 yard Hail Mary is going to 
impact how those stats look. But for the most part, it was sort of spread even across the board again. Um, that is sort of a smart and yet frustrating element of this Browns offense because that's just who they are, that they're continuously doing this. And and like, a, you know, the, the pass that Mayfield missed Richard Higgins on would have been a 20-something yard mm-hmm. pass. So, like – I get it. You know, I, I, I wish that we would see more David Njoku, but this is sort of the pattern that's gone on. He has two games where he's an absolute stud and he's had now four games where he does nothing, you know, and, and that's partly on play calling uh, and, and taking what the defense gives them. Um, and some of that is, is ultimately on the decision-making of the quarterback as illustrated by like Odell Beckham being wide open and, and not getting the ball or taking a sack there. So those are issues that need to keep improving. I, I, I agree. I don't, I don't know why we are sort of game planning for Austin Hooper early and then he disappears later inevitably while we don't do that early for David Njoku consistently. And we, it seems like we should be doing that every game. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you talk about this all the time, you know, where like it's the emotional support or like, you know, pumping something else up. I, I have no idea what the infatuation is with Austin Hooper at this point. Um, look, if, if it's not going to turn out to be, you know, worth the money you spent on it, look, uh, I'm not saying release the guy, but like, let's understand the fact that, look, it just didn't work and he can just be a B, C option at this point. Let's highlight at least the, the, the one fun part, positive part of the offense today, Pete, the Hail Mary. Um, and look, Baker, I mean, and to his credit, I mean, Baker, as much as he got hit today, there were times where he ran around and was able to, you know, break sacks, break contain. But I mean, I mean, an absolute laser and, you know, very, very much egregious on the part of the Cardinal secretary secondary, but it basically relit the lamp in a little bit of hope that maybe something could happen today. And of course, you know, that, you know, did not happen, but you know, y- y- something like that happens and at least you can say, Hey, maybe we salvaged an entire 30 minutes of football where we played like dog crap, but it didn't translate. But Hey, at the end of the day, that was a fun one. Yeah. I mean, look, 66.4 yards in the air with the, with the, with the partially torn labor on, on the other shoulders. Pretty good. Uh, you know, Don- it goes to show that maybe he looks better on the deep ball than he looks on the intermediate and the short stuff as far as, you know, where the labor is. Yeah, uh, and and Donovan Peoples Jones had had a couple of nice catches where he used his body um, to sort of box out the opponent and you know secure the catch. He's like not, I guess it's what nine receptions now, one hundred eighty for over the last two for Donovan Peoples Jones. So certainly you know good for him. But yeah, I mean the the, the you know this is again sort of the frustrating yet smart aspect of their offense is like David Njoku didn't get the ball, but Odell Beckham got the ball a lot. Um, and, and save the drop was impactful. And Donovan Peoples-Jones in the second game of two weeks has had a very quiet, but very super productive game. Like he had 70 yards last week. He has 104 this week. Uh, you know, he had a pair of touchdowns. Uh, he caught the other one and just ran over a guy to get in. So <laughs> that dude wanted no part of him. No so, part I mean, of him whatsoever. That's sort of the, that's sort of the thing with this team is like, we, we want, um, guys to be stars on this team and the Browns really don't operate that way outside of their running backs and, and Baker Mayfield um, receiver wise. It, it's, 
It's a who's open and who's going to produce for the most part. Again, Baker Mayfield has some control over that, but those are issues that need to continue to get worked through and improve. But most of all, they just need to get healthy. And that's, that's the challenge that they're going to face. Um, both, you know, Thursday is going to be difficult just on that level. And then they go week and a half off, which, you know, you can really hope that things start to improve significantly, especially on the offensive line. Uh, but we'll have to see. Uh, look, a lot to unfold on the offensive side of the ball here. We'll get to this in the coming days here. And look, it's going to be a short one here. A lot of stuff coming at you really, really quick here. Locked on Browns-wise. We're going to flip it up. We'll go to the defensive side of the ball here. Um, and then basically, you know, where we're at and you know where we go from here as far as the Browns are concerned. Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith along for the ride on your postgame non-victory Monday. Locked on Browns. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live and another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You were watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a good and simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the uh, get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. The defensive side of the ball, Pete, in look, the first drive, I mean, reckless. I mean, it wasn't the first drive. Maybe it was the first, combination of the first drive, the second drive. Reckless, stupid. Like Malik McDowell, I'll understand the face mask. You're trying to make a play in the middle of the field, whatever. You catch a face mask. Da, da, da. But like Kyla Murray, I mean, and the other thing, Kyla Murray basically baited Malik McDowell into this because you were like one inch from the sideline. So you literally could have just tossed the ball forward. You're out of the tackle box, but he turns his shoulders, fires it to, you know, the dog pound. Malik McDowell ends up making contact when he should have egregious Denzel Ward getting handsy. Uh, It just, you've got to play with discipline and, Injuries, that wasn't the case on the defensive side of the ball today. You pretty much had everybody there that you wanted, but it didn't get done. And today's game comp captain, and now Pete, we're now six games into this. And again, you know, it's really, really hard to find any positives when you're talking about John Johnson the third. I'm not saying, again, that this is a long-term issue. You're going to cut this guy, any of these things. It's just he's not found any way to be integral, and you were certainly paying him to be integral. Yeah. Um, look, the the issues on defense in the secondary are hugely problematic. There are definitely times when it is clearly uh, a, a missed assignment. The easy touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins – Ronnie Harrison comes down uh, because the tight end is going across on like a sail route or a deep drag, however you want to look at it. 
and he comes downhill to sort of cut that off. The problem is that De- that's right in the Denzel Ward zone, which is where he's who's supposed to pick him up when he gets there. And as a result, DeAndre Hopkins is sitting right where Ronnie Harrison should have been for an easy touchdown. Nevertheless, the fact that the Browns are having these many this many issues with a guy being out of position or uh, just blowing coverages is unacceptable and killing this team in a lot of ways. Um, the defensive line, when it's going full full bore, is covering up issues that have been there all year. And now that uh, the Chargers and now the Cardinals have exploited it, that's going to keep happening until they can prove they can stop it consistently. So however much of the blame is on players, coaches, some combination of both, uh, that has to be solved. And, you know, as it relates to Joe Woods, this was a problem last year. Um, the talent was terrible and you didn't have prep time like you did this year. This year, the talent is significantly better and you had more time to prep. And yet these same issues are, uh, handicapping this team significant by just a massive amount. So, that has to get solved and it has to get solved basically three weeks ago. So, you know, you, you, there's, there's, there's an understanding that some people don't have, I get to a, a certain extent that this is a long-term over the course of the season type issue, but you have to get there um, to get to do it. So they have to get these issues sorted out. Um, they have guys playing well at corner, even though they gave up some receptions today but they had a lot of pass breakups. They had the ability to make plays. You know, John Johnson was able to make a couple plays in this one, including uh, the interception that was obviously out of bounds, but was then called defensive pass interference, despite clearly being uncatchable because John Johnson um, was in the way. So nobody could catch it. Uh, But those are issues just, just have to be solved. The defensive line is doing a great job when they're in there and healthy and they did a much better job this week than they did last week. Uh, Jadevi and Clowney being back is massive. He's super impactful. Him and Miles Garrett are tremendous together. And that is where this defense starts. But they're too damn good on the back end to get some of the results um, that they're getting right now. It's it's just you're not getting the return of the investment on this defense right now. Um, there's no way to um, – and look, if you want to say it's a Joe Woods thing, you can say it's a Joe Woods thing. If you want to say it's a personnel thing, it's a personnel thing. Uh, there's just too much talent there. Um, but I do want to point out, you know, a highlight. Pete, Jadavian Clowney uh, missed last week, um, and you had talked about this, where he was, you know, the second most important defender on this team. There's no way around it. And, and I think the thing – and if anything, if Miles Garrett can pick up anything for Jadavian Clowney, it's, you know – it's I don't want to say effort because it's certainly not effort, but it's just the intangibles and it's the seeing things in the run game because I mean this guy you know straight down backside pursuit and he may be one of the best in the league if not the best in the league in this avenue uh, just a special special talent and that's what probably makes this all the more frustrating is because we can talk about this with a lot of guys whether it's he Miles. JOK, and I don't even want to get to the uh, the roughing the passer on Malik Jackson, which was, I mean, you call roughing the passer on the quarterback's name on the ground, but whatever, that's a whole other thing for another day. But Pete, like, there's always this thing of, you know, you, you're supposed to live up to the player you are, the talent that you are. 
And collectively, it's just not happening on the defensive side of the ball. Well, yeah, it's 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 a mixed bag because on the one hand, you can point to and say Jadevian Clowney is playing arguably the best football of his career. You could say Malik uh, McDowell is playing unbelievably for a guy who never played. Yep. You can say JOK has been tremendous despite being a rookie, and you can say Greg Newsom has been tremendous as a rookie. And Grant, but it's Delbert got a mesh. It's all got a mesh together. Has done some great. Grant Delbert has done some great things, but getting players to play well and impact early doesn't eliminate the fact that there are clearly these other issues going on. And the defensive line is basically trying to cover for so many other issues going on. Uh, And until those things get fixed, we're going to see these type of games where if the Browns offense isn't uh, impressive, uh, then they're not going to be able to get the job done or it's going to come down to a coin flip. Um, this doesn't mean that the bears game or the Vikings game don't count. It just, those issues were still present in those games, but because the front was so dynamic and explosive that they were more difficult to exploit. Um, And that may, we may see some of that return with some of the schedule that the Browns have um, coming up where it gets a little easier, but that, you know, that that's not going to, uh, not mean much if they get to the postseason and then these things get them killed. So again, they have time, but at the same time, it's also your three and three football team uh, that's theoretically not supposed to be three and three, and you need to get things going. So even if they rip off, you know, four wins in a row and they're suddenly seven and three, they have to make a meaningful improvement in those issues if they're going to uh, be a more da- more dangerous than they were last year in the postseason. Look, it's got to go right, and it's got to get right quickly, and we're going to get to the fact that uh, it's going to have to get right in four days. You're locked on Browns. Post-game show available everywhere for free, and we appreciate everybody for making us your first listen day in and day out. What is your favorite Bilt Bar flavor? Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional Limited time flavor, which this month is cookie dough chunk. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. And if you don't know the Bilt Bar lineup by now, well, you are missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you should get a mix box where you will get two each of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Not only are the Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. Go to BillPar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillPar.com. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Do not forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Pete, you take this and, you know, normally you'd say, oh, you know, maybe we're going into a bye week. We can gather ourselves up there. Oh, we've got a week. Pete, this team plays a football game in four days, Thursday Night Football. And granted, it is the Broncos, which right now looks like an opponent that may not be that difficult for this team. Kareem Hunt, it's not an Achilles. Coach Skafanski has clarified it is a calf. He's out. We don't know if we have Nick Chubb, so he could be out. Not sure if Jarvis Landry's back. He could be out. Not sure about Jedrick Wills. He could be out. Not sure on Jack Conklin. He could be out, which leaves you again down to your fourth and fifth left tackles. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., shoulder. Baker Mayfield, shoulder. The defensive side of the ball. Uh, guys, you better show up because we're, you know, the way it looks right now, as of this moment, there's no guarantee this offense can score more than 14 points. Pete, you do not want to be three and four in this market, in this media market, and have 10 days off before you're going to go fire it up again. And guess what, folks? It'll be the Pittsburgh Steelers on Halloween. Well, no, you don't. But this is sort of the, this is the problem is, is as much as, as we want to, you know, play this season out on paper, um, the situation's sort of going to dictate what's going to happen. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people wouldn't have been surprised if the Browns were three and two coming into this game. I don't think a lot of people would have expected the Arizona Cardinals to be now six and zero. Oh. The Browns, if they have all their guys, are certainly a good enough team to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they've been the better team in the other two losses for three quarters, uh, unable to finish, which is not good, but certainly shows that they have talent. But if the talent's not on the field for any number of reasons, including just awful luck with injuries, um, it's possible that the Browns will just be too shorthanded. Nevertheless, they do have enough talent to beat a team like the Denver Broncos, but they, they're they probably going to have to mix and protections and stuff against a guy like Von Miller. Um, I, you know, it, it, I, I don't understand how you can sort of go into another game and say, yeah, we'll leave James Hudson on an island uh, and and not help him. Um, the Browns, even if you hey, know, there were people if, who were three strides behind him before he looked like he got out of his stance. Yeah, well, I mean, look, as as bad as he is, it becomes difficult to beat up on the kid just for the fact that we knew he wasn't going to be ready, like not even close. And now you're throwing point. him on the right side. Yeah, and now he's sort of you know he's the fifth tackle because the Browns are down three of them. Um, which, you know, you don't have a plan for being down uh, three tackles. So, you know, they got Alex Taylor back. Are they going to try to trot him out there? He's he's better, but I don't know how much right tackle he's played. Um, are they going to do something else? But they seemingly have to at least keep more guys into block. Uh, maybe they can get a little bit fresher up front and run the ball better. But, you know, this is one of those times where – Baker Mayfield needs to sort of lead the Browns to a win, and he probably won't get a ton of credit for it if he does uh, because it's not. the Denver Broncos. But, you know, they, they they sort of need him to to be the dude. 
uh, get them a win and get them sort of back on track for, for a week and a half off and hopefully to get significantly better. I don't think it's the end of the world if the Browns lose against the Broncos simply because of the issues they're having. But at the same time, they can't just keep doing the same things wrong over and over and over. Something has to improve uh, against the Denver Broncos. If they go out and they continue to suck on third and fourth down, they turn over the ball, Baker Mayfield's still making questionable decisions. The defense is still getting beat on uh, coverage breakdowns and stuff of that nature. Then that, that will raise more questions. Um, There is certainly the element of expectations and how many people are pissed that the Browns are three and three when, you know, two years ago they would have been celebrating three and three, but that's, you know, this is, this is sort of the weight of how much talent this team has and the way that they're not playing as well as they could be. You know, as I said, this is a game where somebody can step up. Baker Mayfield would, this is, this is the type of game that they need. It's obviously another nationally televised game. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're hurt clearly. Um, we'll see if they find out anything else new that would sort of limit him. I, I expect he will still drag it out there and play. Um, but with whoever's out there, if, if they can get a win, I think it will be important for this team, um, depending on who's available. And then, you know, even if they're not. And going with this, Pete, I mean, look, offense, look, and you hate to say it, you kind of understand it with, you know, where you're at health-wise. And look, when you're down to your fourth and fifth tackles, it's just not a good thing. Um but this defense, look, and you know that six and a half points over a two-game stretch and beating the daylights out of the Vikings and the Bears, that's fantastic. And maybe the Broncos could be another one that you could feast on in that avenue. But this, you know, it, it has to come down to this defense. And you know, we've always we've always been pro Joe Woods. This defense, it has to be better. And look, you're not going to face a ton of team like the Cardinals where they have, you know, uh, AJ Green. DeAndre Hopkins, both number one draft picks at wide receiver. Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, number two, uh, uh, second round draft picks at wide receiver with a guy like Kyler Murray. But Pete, this defense has to pick it up. And it's execution, it's playing together, and it's not playing stupid, sloppy, egregious penalties where you're just giving the offense second, third, and fourth chances. Yeah, I mean, they just have to eliminate some of these issues. They have to start putting these things together. I mean, obviously there's an element of that with consistency and who you're throwing the ball to and and those things in practice and and who's in the lineup and, and that stuff can hurt sort of gaining that, you know, that, that necessary rhythm, but the team, again, the team is too good. They have to sort of, somebody has to put their foot in the ground. This is a time where Mayfield has done that in the past. Um, It's clearly within his ability uh, and it just sort of has to happen. Um, you know, I, I, people are going to, I, I, this doesn't need, not trying to make this as harsh as it sounds, but I don't want to see Baker Mayfield on social media talking about it. Um, it's, I don't need to see any posts from Emily. Look, I mean, I understand it. Stand by your man, all of this stuff. Enough of the nonsense. Get it done in practice. Get it done on game days. I don't want to hear We don't need any of this. Woe is me. We certainly don't need chance for the quarterback three minutes before the game starts. Get it freaking done. This team is way too talented. This team has expectations. There are things that are expected of them. Go out, execute. Don't be stupid. Get it done. Yeah, I mean, it's not 
you know, social media and that stuff is for fan, the fans. Um, and I'm not interested. I'm not concerned about that. Again, this is not a knock on him, but the only guys he should be worried about right now are the 52 other guys in the locker room. Um, and, and it's not, this is definitely not saying that because you tweet, uh, sent something out on Instagram or whatever, he's not focused or not working hard or any of that crap. It's just the only thing that should be on his mind is uh, the guy, other guys in his locker room and trying to get them where they need to be. And, you know, that is where I think the, the focus should be and sort of that should be sort of the message being sent in that locker room. And again, none of this means that social media is a distraction or that is going to make him less effective. It's just uh, more along the lines of how does it look to the rest of the team, and that should be entirely where his focus is at. Uh, for everybody, look, I understand if you're aggravated, agitated, pissed off, whatever you are. Um, and I think the biggest, you know, splinter in the lion's paw today, in the elephant's paw, whatever it is from the old fable, is that it just wasn't there today. Um, you know, this team was 5-0 coming in the Arizona Cardinals. It was going to be a tough game. Um, but, you know, the chips were down for them. Um, and I don't even know if it was so much that they played that well as much as the Browns played that poorly. And that's the part that's got to aggravate you. Um, there is way too much talent in the Cleveland Browns locker room. And look, yes, again, with injuries, you know, notwithstanding, understood. But there is still too much talent in that locker room for the performance that this team put out today. Three and three, Thursday Night Football. Denver Broncos coming to first energy, get this win, find a way to get through 10 days, get through it, be ready to go. That's what you, it's all you can do because look, whatever's, whatever happened, happened. It's in the rear view. You've got the Broncos Thursday night. You've got a 10 day rest. You can figure everything out from there. Maybe some players start to come back. We'll see how it all works, but not a good effort today. But you got to tee it up here again Thursday night against Denver Broncos. He is Pete's Mustaches, sportsillustrated.com. Uh, Pete and the team obviously do a fantastic job over there. Um, maybe it's for the best part of all us who do content that it is a quick turnaround and we got Thursday night football because uh, nobody likes to read about the negatives or about the team struggling. Um, and that's good, I guess. I, I, I certainly get it. Um, but we're going to pound out the coverage here. Um, you know, Pete and his team will uh, make sure you check out, um, of course, uh, for Pete's sake, Pete, Nicole, I'm sure Nicole is ready to go. And she may have, um, and I labeled her sister Brown's babe, um, who maybe have turned it off uh, a little early in the first half and led to the Hail Mary, which did not really turn the ties like we were all hoping. I'll make sure you're checking that out on you know, pot, any podcast platform. Uh, Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open, as you guys know. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, and I've got a bunch of DMs i got to get to here today, and I understand everybody's upset. Uh, I get it. I truly do. I'm upset. I'm aggravated. I'm agitated, and I'm a little pissed off myself. Uh, it's just kind of where we're at right now. Uh, appreciate everybody for making Lockdown Browns your first listen. Um, day in, day out. We try to be here daily. As you guys know, that's the whole goal here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, Browns lose, and they lose bad. There's just no way around it. Um, basically got, you know, basically taken over the old man's lap and, you know, basically got the whoopings behind. It's just no way around it. You can't describe it any other way. 
Um, but again, we will be here. Uh, John Costco, crossover Thursday, pregame show, all that stuff's coming. This has been your daily delivery. B on the LOB. Let's go Browns.